Hello, welcome to Dad Pants. It's a voice you haven't heard in quite some time. It's old Monty, old Canadian Monty. I've, I've moved overseas. I've finally worked out how to use mic and use the good internet they have here in Canada. And I've found me a friend. And we're going to record you an episode of Plaid Pants, Canadian Dad Pants. Dustin and Monty. So, who's my friend, you're wondering? That would be another Canadian dad, as I am now a Canadian dad. Be my friend, Dustin. Dustin, how you doing, mate? I am I'm great. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be on Plaid Pants, the Canadian offshoot of Dad Pants. Yeah, I assume it's going to be one of those more successful spin-offs. Like, was was Frasier more successful than Cheers? Do you think? No, probably not. Cheers was probably more successful. Can you think of any more successful spin-offs than original shows? Uh, I've got high hopes for that '90s show coming out, the spin-off of that '70s show on Netflix. Yikes! Didn't they make a that '80s show which like crashed and burned? Yes, this one has Red and Kitty, and we all know yeah. that Red and Kitty drove that '70s show. Yeah, I was never that much into that 70s show. Maybe I missed the gem. I'm a big Wisconsin guy. Is that where they're from, Wisconsin? Why are you a big Wisconsin guy? Well, I just, you know, I, I dream of the... Well, listen, we're in, I'm in Kamloops, British Columbia, which is the west coast of Canada, and we're a, a semi-arid uh, desert that gets a lot of snow. So it feels very much less <laughs> like Wisconsin right now. Also, just for our Australian listeners, when he says the West Coast, how far from the ocean are you, mate? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a four-hour drive from the yeah, ocean. At home, when you stay the coast, you usually fucking stones throw to the coast. So, yeah, just thought I'd clarify. for. I home. mean, if I were to drive to the other coast, it would be 48-hour drive. Yikes. That'd be, you'd pass right past my house and we could stop and have a beer. That'd be nice. Speaking of which... Um, yeah, go. I've tried my darndest to purchase some Australian beer to enjoy the fruits of uh, your Australian brethren as we record this podcast. Impossible to get Australian beer, not only in Kamloops, but it seems all of British Columbia. Now, I will, I will even move that further to the um, bordering province of Alberta. I've struggled greatly to find Australian beer here as well. There, um, I found one bottle shop called Aussie's Liquor Emporium wow. and said G'day mate on it <laughs> and I went in there it was legitimately one of the weirdest places I've ever been in it seemed like it was run by like meth heads there was very little people in there the guys that were working were sitting behind the desk on this was very off-putting a couch like oh. behind the desk not on a like a, an office chair but a couch and in in the place they had just what looked like really old booze but they did have one Six pack of Cooper's Red, which is a decent Australian beer, but it looked like it expired about a decade ago. And one six pack was all that they had. Did you buy it? No, I left promptly. It was kind of weird in there. Now, in my, I did a lot of research to make sure that I got the right stuff, not knowing that I wouldn't be able to purchase it. Do you say <laughs> do you say XXXX or Quad X or what is the language around why are there so many X's? Four X, mate. It's called Four X. Okay, I could have figured yeah. that out. I guess. 
Forex is a um, a regional beer. A lot of beers in Australia, I suppose, are regional beers. Forex is from Queensland, which is north of the the state slash province that I'm from in Australia, New South Wales. And so we consider those people up there idiots. <laughs> so we we say that why they call it Forex is because they can't spell beer. I did see that there was lots of uh, New South Wales beers. So um, in my infinite wisdom, I just started Googling Wales beers and uh, oh, yeah? wrong country um apparently oh, welsh beers you got some welsh yeah, beers. and apparently they have a decent soccer team that's not going to make it out of uh the round one so that's unfortunate oh man well this this all right this leads on to another whole bunch of great stuff so um in the most recent episode of dad pants they're talking about the world cup one of the things that struck me they they mentioned that they disliked hearing harry kuehl ex-australian soccer players commentary i cannot like i would die for that the the commentary it's so here, bad it's so terrible, and it feels like a country that's legitimately watching soccer for the first time. And this was brought to my attention greatly in the Welsh game that the the Welsh played against America. Yeah. One of the one of the Welsh stars is a is a player named Gareth Bale. He's, he's a, incredible. He was, he was referred to at least three times as Christian Bale, <laughs> and uh, I was like, "It's not he was, the same he's guy. the Welsh Batman. Not Batman. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like you guys are fucking idiots. It's not that guy." Um, but that does take me on to the World Cup point today, the very day we are recording my beloved Socceroos. Something good happened today for you? Oh, mate, years in the making. Again, my beloved Socceroos um, beat the Danes to move through to the, the round of 16. And, you know, that sounds good on the face of things, but we've scored first in every game. We've only let in goals against one team and we've won two games back to back. This is the best World Cup we've ever had. If we could do something against Argentina on Sunday, on Saturday, Sunday Australia time, you know why not? We we we're playing with borrowed money at the moment. So is that your first knockout game? No, we played a knockout game in the first World Cup we'd been back to in 34 years in 2006. We played against eventual champions Italy and had them somewhat on the ropes. They were down to 10 men. It was the 88th minute, I want to say, and one of their um, cheating Italians dived and they got a penalty and they won the game. And the good news is they are not in the World Cup this uh, cycle, so they can't... Champions of Europe, not in the World Cup. It's so Unbelievable. Uh, Canada, first, second time ever in the World Cup. First time was 86, so I was not born yet. So this is my first Canadian World Cup. Um, For uh, our Australian friends, we had never scored a goal um, in the World Cup up until our last game. We scored first against Croatia, and uh, they had four unanswered goals. So a, cu- a couple of things on what you just said. Um, I was alive for Yes, because you're Cup. old. Also, and happy belated birthday. I'm old. Thank you, mate. And um, on the um, Dad Pants episode, they were talking about how the World Cup feels very fatherly, Dad time. And it is there is the picture, and, and there's talk, and it just always comes up. I was on my father's knee to watch the 86 World Cup, and it's been such a special thing for my father and I this whole time. And I've tried to watch as many World Cup games as I can with my, you know, infant daughter. It's a very family thing, I find. And it, you know, it feels kind of, I don't know, family. And the and the other point I wanted to make was the Canada soccer story is very similar to that of the Australian soccer story. We made the World Cup for the first time in 1974, went to the World Cup, did not score a goal, and didn't make the World Cup again for 34 years, exactly the same as what happened to you guys. Um, and then scored our first goal. However, it was in a win against Japan in our first game in 06. But even still, it was a similar 
period between drinks, if you will. Brilliant. Well, I hope our third time, because we are hosting uh, in four years, is much more successful. Well, you've qualified already, which is good. Yeah. Hey, we could go to a game, except not in Alberta, because the stupid fucking premier tried to charge FIFA more or something right. to use Commonwealth Stadium, right. big stadium in Edmonton, and the FIFA were like, oh, yeah, cool. Seattle can have some more games. Yeah, Vancouver backed out, and then after Edmonton lost their games, Vancouver said, you know what, we'll take them back. And so, yeah, there'll be games in Vancouver, <sighs> so I'll certainly be going at least down to Vancouver during that time because it'll be pretty special. Well, I can stop by um, on my long drive <laughs> to the coast and I'll pick you up. Your 12-hour drive. <laughs> um, now, moving on from football and, you know, okay, so actually, firstly, a bit more of an introduction for Dustin. You are a dad, right? Correct. Yes, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old. Uh, his name is Bowen. He's named after uh, one of my groomsmen who we lost a couple of years ago. So it's a bit of an, an honor naming. And he is an absolute rascal. And so my my mate who uh, we lost very much was a rascal as well. And so Perfect. I think we've we've we're spot on uh, with the the honor naming. So, yeah, it's, Aww, it's, that's good, it's pretty great. Oh, well done. Well, that definitely um, ticks off your dad credentials. I'm sure we can get onto more actual dad stuff later, but let's talk about some dad stuff now. I heard the boys on the most recent episode talking about the Yule's like weather. Oh, that and tell you what, I I had a good chuckle when I heard this feels like me too. weather situation. No, I do commiserate. It's their spring. They want they're looking forward to to good weather and uh absolutely you know, obviously mowing the lawn a lot more. Absolutely. But why don't we talk about what feels like weather means? in the winter in Canada. Well, so it has been an interesting start to winter here. I, I don't know about Kamloops, but up until Halloween, it was lovely here. It was, I think the week before Halloween, we had one day where it was plus 22, yeah. maybe. Something yeah, like here that. as well. Then the following week, we had this drastic dip into, I think we got down to about minus 18, minus 19. And so then 40 yo yoed our way back up. Yeah, yo-yoed our way back up and spent the last week or two at about between plus two and minus five kind of thing. But then two days ago, shit just fucking hit the fan here. I was driving home when I heard this podcast today and they were talking about feels like, you know, you're being plus 12 and feels like, I think they'll say minus one. I was like, that's pretty bad for Australia, for Canberra. But I looked at my feels like at that very moment and it was um, feels like minus 31 Actual temperature, minus 24. It was cold. And it was a whiteout. I couldn't see out of the car. It was like a fucking blizzard. It was The roads are just shit house. It's insane. How's, how's Kamloops going? Well, not to that degree bad, but um, certainly we typically have a pretty mild early winter, but this year has been unseasonably cold. You know, we've probably had uh just last night, we had another 15 centimeters of snow. And so Sheesh. we've got quite a bit. How much snow do you have in Edmonton? And my follow-up question is, well, how do you like to clear snow? Oh, that's a, that's a leading question. So a couple of things. Uh, how's the snow in Edmonton? It was pretty much not, not all gone. Like obviously in like grassy areas and parks, it was still there, but it was, it hadn't snowed in about a week and a half. So it felt kind of like we were back to autumn until two days ago, three days ago. And since then, I think we've had. I want to say 25 centimeters, wow. something like that. Like, yeah, it's been hectic. It's been a lot. And then, you now um, the clearing of snow feels like the winter 
pastime of the dad. Yes. It feels like the lawn, lawn of the winter. It is hugely, hugely a big deal for blokes because I, I think we talked about this once. I don't think it was on the pod, but the legalities, you actually have to clear your walks. Yep. You are liable for your own sidewalks. Uh, in front yeah. of your house. Yeah, which which is really interesting to me. Have you ever received a fine or anything like that? No, I um, take a lot of pride in, as I take a lot of pride in my lawn, I take a lot of pride in my uh, sidewalk clearing duties, my civic duties to my neighbors. Nice, very good, very good. Now, uh, um, I, I said it was a leading question before because I told you off air just before we started this, my lovely wife has volunteered to go out and clear the walks so that I can do this podcast after our daughter has gone to sleep. But while while we've been talking, I've heard the rumblings of a snowblowing machine outside, meaning her father has seen her from across the walks, thought I'm a terrible son-in-law and figured he'll come over with his snowblower and help out. Well, he probably knows that you're afraid of snow because you don't, you're, you're not familiar That's with fair. it. Absolutely. It's white and scary and, you know, yeah, it's bad. But um, yeah, so that, those two, my beloved wife and father-in-law, are outside right now, snow blowing their way through minus 27 degree weather. Let's see what temperature it is right now, actually. So the real question is, what kind of snow blower uh, does Mr. Webstein uh, have? It's uh, minus 20 right now. Um, oh, and the feels like, it was the feels like, minus 27. <laughs> um, so I think he upgraded snow blower recently. It's great. He had three. He gave us one, but he gave us his shit one. And his shit one, it's like a plug-in one that's kind oh, of like it's garbage. It wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't really do the job when you needed the job done. But I think he's upgraded to one of those ones that's like a, um, kind of like a lawnmower pushy deal that then shoots it out. You know what I mean? Well, all snowblowers shoot it out. So there's, uh, we can go through it here. There's well, levels then, no, then of what, snowblowers. Then what he gave me is not a snowblower. It's closer to a leaf blower. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah, because I, uh, this wasn't, what I have is more of a, like a, a gun that you shoot at things, not a like drive. Yeah, that doesn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. You need something on wheels. Yeah. So he, yeah. So he's using a wheelie kind of deal outside. It looks great fun. Well, there's a one stage, there's a two stage, uh, there's a metal auger, a rubber auger, you know, there's a lot of, whoa. Oh yeah. What are the different stages? Sure. So, um, a single stage is when you (laughs) just have a flapper in the front that grabs the snow and kind of throws it through a chute and gets rid of it. A two stage is when you have the same apparatus, but in the center, there's another auger that then propels the snow, you know, upwards of 60 feet uh, out of your um, snowblower. Wow. Really makes a meal out of it. 60 feet. So with something like that, where are you shooting your snow? You are shooting it onto your lawn because it's actually, there's a thing called private snow and public snow. When it's on the road, it's public snow. Is it legit? That's that's the language. Absolutely. So it's illegal or a bylaw uh, to shoot private snow onto uh onto public now but so so is the snow that falls on my uh walkway my my sidewalk my pedestrian area is that private snow there it's a, it's it's a bit of a gray area because you're on a gray area. public walk oh, area, area but it's your responsibility yeah. so you can't put that snow well, onto the road snow, then. yeah it's private snow wow um another thing that has you know luckily for where i live i live opposite a park um, but apparently if you didn't live opposite a park there, you get some issues here in Edmonton. I don't know if it's the same in a small town like Kamloops where the, the public works people, whoever they are, mm-hmm. the civic works guys come and do the snow on the roads for you. 
but you have to not park on one side of the road because they'll make like a snow snow drift. Is that what it's called? Yeah, windrow wind, wind, wind wind or what they called. Yeah, we don't we don't get as much snow as Edmonton here in Kamloops, so we don't have the parking laws. Um, so you'll just see often if there's a lot of snow, cars will just get uh, plowed around and then get stuck in often yeah, for I've months on a time. Here and it looks like yeah, like the cars are completely. You'd have to dig out for quite some time like it wouldn't be an easy get out no. thing that's another thing i found like coming back into this winter it takes a long time to get everything ready to leave like first of all turning on your car early enough to get it warm enough to be in right then cleaning the car of all the snow and ice related detritus and then you know getting in the car and realizing oh i haven't cleaned one window so i can't see angle out that way <laughs> or and then the funny one that i see is like you're driving around and you've spent half an hour cleaning your car and you see another guy who's got a car and there's snow all over it, except for about a kind of like small fist sized porthole of a view out the front. And you're like, it's like a so snow, dangerous. A snow submarine. Yeah, exactly. But super dangerous and highly, <laughs> highly illegal as well. So it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the best is part. when you're driving behind those people and then a whole pile of oh. snow just dumps onto your windshield. Yeah. So you are also oh temporarily blinded. So you know, it's the blind leading the blind. Those are really nice, fun nice. situations. Oh, or how about nice. how about yeah. when you're also doing all of those things, but then you have to go get your two-year-old in oh, snow yeah, so pants that, that, and boots and exactly. gloves and toques and Adding scarves. Oh, my God. And my, yeah, my one-and-a-half-year-old, um, all she likes to do is, like, take off her shoes or, or mittens yes. or, like, be- toque is a beanie for you Australians at home. Um I, I don't know. I say beanie a lot, but I've started even saying too, because just people look at me weird, but, um, she just loves taking them off as soon as you get her outside. And it's like, why are you doing this? Like, this is stupid. Bowen hates wearing gloves. So we'll, he likes to come outside and help me shovel the driveway, but then takes his gloves off and then cries because his hands are cold. I was like, I have a solution for you. Have you got, <laughs> that's right here. Have you got any tips as to how to teach her how to use gloves? Cause I just keep putting her hand in and she's like, make a fist put it in like my how do you teach someone that isn't great with words that you need to put your fingers in separate bits? yeah yeah we still haven't gotten there a year later we did find this set of gloves that opens all the way up so you can set their hand into all the finger holes and oh, then like zip it up close. and then zip it up that's so pretty then good, you don't have to deal with them just shoving their hand like they're stuffing a turkey. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you're you're setting them in there and they know. That's pretty good. So Monty and I know each other because his wife and my wife grew up together in Edmonton. My wife's um, sister came to university here in Kamloops. And that's how I met my wife. She was visiting her sister. So Heather and I dated long distance for two years. And it was miserable driving the eight hours between in the middle of winter, oh. all those situations. But there was one point where we're like, okay, if this is going to carry on, one of us is going to have to move to the other's city like you've done. And when we were having this discussion, it was middle of winter and Edmonton was legitimately the coldest place on earth. (laughs) It was negative 51 degrees. It felt like negative 51 degrees because it just doesn't get colder than that. Yeah. yeah. And I said, I no one knows what it feels like further than that. It doesn't matter. And I said, yeah, I will never live in Edmonton. Because of that, so my wife was <laughs> yeah, here now. Yeah, I should have made a similar statement. I did not. You <laughs> did not. 
And now you're in a place that can, at one time, be the coldest place on Earth. Well, it, weirdly similar to my story, um, I got here in 2009 for the first time, just when I was first visiting Lindsay. It's minus 10 degrees. My family-in-law said, I, you're lucky it's warm. And I was like, it's not warm. The following Thursday, it's the coldest place on Earth. It was minus 47 and a half degrees. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So that's, that's two confirmed times, both of us know of it being the coldest place on Earth. And that's, one of us lives there. And one of us yeah. doesn't. So that's fair. That's fair. Hey, yeah, uh, on that uh, fun note, why don't we take a halftime break, give the audience a second to catch their breath? Coffee Crisp, you are more than a candy bar. You're layers of wafers so crisp, so light, with a chocolatey coating that tastes just right. A center of coffee cream that's so bubbly it's light as a dream. Then layers upon layers are all stacked. And in a chocolatey coating, you're wrapped. Coffee Crisp, you're more than a candy bar. You're a nice, light snack. That's what you are. We're back uh, with drinks. Dustin, you said you had a bit of a dad story for me to kick off this second half. Yeah, last time you and I spoke, you told me that Augie was in a bed why and how did the transition go well what do you mean like when you say she's in a bed like rather than a cot is that what you mean or do you call it a cot here a crib a crib we call them cribs yes cots are cots are the things that you sleep in in a cabin oh yeah in a cabin yeah we sleep in a bed in a cabin i suppose we don't have cabins in australia oh you can't have a cabin more of a holiday house either way um she moved from what you would call a crib yeah semantic a crib to a bed because she hated cribs. She hates them. Still does. Doesn't like being kind of like fenced in, I suppose. So when we say we moved her to a bed, she sleeps on a bed that's on the floor, like a a floor mattress. Right. It's got, it's got somewhat framing around it, but not, not much. She usually goes to bed in there, stays there till sometime between kind of 11 and one or 2 AM when she's had enough, wakes up a bit crying and comes into bed with, uh, Currently me, my wife sleeps in another bed so we can avoid uh, late night breastfeeding. So she, it's just daddy-daughter nights. No, she comes into bed with me. Are you guys weaning Augie off the breastfeeding right now? Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's not like a um, kind of planned consensus of weaning. It's just all three of us get better night's sleep when she's not up every half hour trying to get boob kind of right. thing. So, so it's not necessarily that we want to stop her altogether having milk, but it's just, and she doesn't, she barely ever has milk during the day. It's just that it's one of those things that helps her sleep and she kind of really uses it as a, a crutch kind of sure. thing. Sure. It's comfort. Three, two. Uh, so yeah, that sounds good, but that seems to be more of a thing about me, my baby and her sleep. What about your dad's story? Right. So the reason why I ask is my child is enormous he's uh you know just over two and he's already three feet tall um he's grown three inches in the last few months so he's not really fitting into cribs anymore or pack and plays uh which is like a portable crib for us Uh, we call them porticots porticots of course you do and um (laughs) so this kid is is big and is going to get bigger uh they don't stop growing i understand so we not for some time, yeah. Right. I think later in life they do. Ideally, uh, we'll find out. We don't know. <laughs> uh, so we want to get him into a bed because we want to travel in the new year, and we can't take a uh, a porticot with us. 
Um, sure. so, and he's obsessed with cars. So, you know, we got him this car bed and oh, a race car bed. We got race him a race car, car bed. bed. And this thing, yes. this isn't a cheap one. This is the little tykes with the wheels with, you yeah. know, this is the, this thing is legit. I, um, I've been bargaining with this woman on Facebook marketplace to try and get it off of her. And finally I went and caught this bed from her yesterday. So, you know, it took me two weeks of negotiating with her online for her to accept that I'm coming to buy this bed from her. So I show up there yesterday. I leave work early to go get this bed for my kid. And she lives in an apartment with, and she said, Hey, I'll bring it to the front door. So I get there and she said, I can't get it in the elevator. Uh I was like, well, what do you want me to do? And luckily I had tools in my truck and she's like, (laughs) come in and take it apart. So I go in there and I take it apart and there's her, there's her, boyfriend who she called a friend and her kid who clearly didn't want to get rid of this bed and he's oh, crawling no. all over the bed he's crawling oh, over no. me so i'm there in how my, old was the kid the kid um maybe five or six but the kid didn't speak very well he, there were some things going oh, on there man. i'm at the tools i'm in my dress clothes trying to take this thing apart the kid's crawling all over me these two Holy. people are watching me take this bed apart <laughs> in this cramped hallway because they've pulled it out of their apartment. I'm not in their apartment. I'm in the hallway. Yeah, you're in the in the public hallway. Absolutely. Jeez. People are walking by and I'm like, sorry, I'm in your way. I don't know what to do here. And the lady's like, oh, yeah, we have to get rid of it because our ferret crawls through it all the time. I was like, oh, sorry, man. What? This story is just great. So Holy. I, I finally did. you see a, the ferret? I didn't get to see ferret because we're in the hallway, which was a little disappointing. She had face tattoos all over her face. So maybe it was a good face thing. Face tattoos, of course she did. Of course yeah, she of did. Course maybe she it was did. a good thing I didn't go into her spot because I don't know if they would have let me out after I was probably become ferret food of some, wow. of some kind. Do you use house tools or car tools to take a part that kind of bid it was a bit it was it was house tools it was a couple bolts and a couple screws and i just luckily happened to have those things available in my truck any ferret smell to the bed so she did confess that they had to sanitize it wipe it down pretty good and and that uh, the ferret kept crawling underneath the bed and eating the mattress from underneath Wow, it's like a Richard Gere scenario. Yeah, it was very uh, unsettling and that the kid kept stuffing things into the tires. So I get home and I sanitize the whole bed. You know, Well, there's a whole scene yeah, getting please. into the elevator, of course. Yeah. It's snowing, you know, 15 centimeters of well, snow. Once you've taken it apart, is it kind of still somewhat car film when you take it? It was four or very distinct big? pieces. Yes. When you look at it, you can tell that this thing is a car. Okay. There's a grown man leaving a ferret face tattoo house right. with a four-piece car bed okay, in an elevator. This is good. Is it snowing? It's dumping snow. It's dumping snow. I don't have a big truck. I've got a Honda Ridgeline. So the car is sticking Ooh. out of the back of my truck. So I've, here I am ah, in my yeah. dress clothes, you know, wearing my nice shoes, strapping down this bed into the back of my truck. Also, we can convert my kid so i said you know my kid loves cars i'm gonna go set this thing up i'm gonna get it all kitted out i'm gonna go with the cb radio you know i'm gonna go get the windshield wiper fluid i'm gonna get uh, you know the new lights for the the blinkers and and the whole the whole kit so i get it set up the kid sees it he loves it right so here we go did a good dad thing 
I, I dealt with the ferret. I dealt with the face tattoos. I went to oh, a good. Sca- I thought there was going to be a butt there. I, I, no, it just finishes with the kid loves it. Does he no, sleep in there? He won't like sleep in it. He- oh, God. We put him so into the just bed. Just like playing with it or like likes what? to play around it. Says this smells like, smells too much like ferret it in must, here, Dad. Yeah. What are we doing? We left the crib set up because we had a feeling. Yeah, good move. And the kid, we put him in bed and he looks and he says, crib. Boom, back in his crib. So we're hoping Fair. it's going to be a slow transition. You know, my kid love, loves his crib too much. So with that, going back a step, part of this impetus is your desire to travel and the fact that he may need to sleep in regular beds. Is that correct? Is that correct? Correct. Is there a outside the box other way we could come at this? Is there some kind of portable cage you could invest in mm-hmm. that would give him the feeling of being in a crib when he's in a regular bed? Yeah. You know, I, I haven't done a lot of research because <laughs> typically when you travel, most places just come with beds. So I thought yeah, that would yeah, be yeah, a simple yeah. solution. But if you brought your own kind of cage, <laughs> for lack of better words, to kind of ensconce him, um, perhaps that could solve his scenarios. We, we're the opposite way. She won't sleep anything except like a bed. She loves big people beds mainly. She'll go to bed in like a queen size bed and love it. Oh, he'll sleep in our bed. No problem with us. Okay, but, but just not on, on his, own. his own. Yeah. Is there a part of like when he's asleep enough, can you just get up and leave? No. Like could you no. start him in bed with you and then leave? No. Or do he know? He knows. The minute you move, he wakes up and it's and, yeah. and he just says enough now. It's I don't know if Augie's here yet, where he's you know, he's starting to put a couple words together and not really sentences, but he looks at you and he says, Daddy, sit. Or daddy, sit now. <laughs> and we we always, you know, we're really trying to get manners. So we can't say his L's. So he says, please. So it's daddy, Aww. sit, please. And how do you say no to that? No, you can't say no to that unless he was in a cage, some kind of sleeping cage, not a, not a bad cage, but a sleeping cage. Perhaps uh, the dad pants gentleman can give us some recommendation of good cages that they dealt with when their children were younger that's a great idea we'll say yeah put the call out for some cage advice how is bowen going other than that is he doing well he kind of grown is he going we recently started what we call in australia daycare do you call it daycare yes yeah we call it daycare here yeah bowen's been in daycare uh, since he was a year old when uh, heather's yep. uh, maternity leave as uh, you know i think Lindsay's. The, that's the pretty same much way. same as us yep yeah yep. exactly and and he loves it he absolutely loves going we call yeah. it school um just to kind yep. of get that yeah we call it school too we, yeah. we do too yeah, yeah we call it school as well she goes to school every day yeah, just keep that language going i think is easier way yep. and uh yeah, he absolutely. absolutely loves going. But the greatest thing is when you pick him up and he sees you. And it doesn't matter what he's doing. He's playing with his friends. He's with the, the teacher. Drops everything on the ground and full sprint for you. And Aww, that's, a pretty, that's, that's nice. a pretty special moment when it's like, it doesn't matter what's going around in his world. Like, you're the most important. Oh, dad's here. Dad's here. That's exactly it. What about you? Um, Does Augie like school? Yeah, yeah, loves it. Um, she kind of does the opposite of what you just said, except when we get to school, she sees her teachers and goes, oh, I want to go hang out with Miss Chaya. Let's go see Miss Chacha. So she runs off and cuddles them and then just waves at you like, go away, go yeah, away. I'm done with you. Fun now. However, so something that has been happening a lot, we have a biter. Our daughter bites kids. No. I've had, I've had to sign two incident reports in the last week and a half. They've, everyone's really nice about it. No one, no one's like, oh, your kid's bad. But they're like, yeah, she bit someone again today. She tried to bite someone today. She was pretty good today. She didn't bite anyone. And, you know, like a lot of biting related so stuff. So her personality so, is the biting now at school. 
She's the biter, I think. Yeah, I, I no, I think she she likes to dance and and she dresses better than the other kids. So she's known as those two things. I think biter's third on her personality kind of chart. But um, yeah, I just I did did Bowen bite anyone? He only bites me when we're roughhousing. Yep, playing yeah, or cool. wrestling. But he won't. He doesn't bite anyone else. But he is a thumb sucker. And um, oh yeah. Okay. You know, you can kind of start seeing like the top of his mouth is becoming a bit rounded. So we're like, well, you know, how do we move away from this before it becomes, you know, too far gone? What do you explain? Explain that. I, I'm I'm unfamiliar with any of that. So I just immediately when you said top of his mouth becoming rounded, stuck my tongue up the top of my mouth. I thought it is rounded. Sorry, it's I mean, kind of I like mean a dome teeth. up there. Um, oh he's always yeah, pushing yeah, because okay, the top of my mouth against... is. I was like, is my mouth not supposed to be this way? Like, <laughs> Should yeah, I us have Canadians have palettes, uh, flat palates. Um, yeah, it's a flat thing. Palettes. Yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, his, pardon me, his teeth are becoming a bit rounded. So, you know, it's very much his um, comforting mechanism. Yeah, okay. I guess, you know, maybe we readdress this when he's 12 years old and if he's still a thumb sucker. Yeah, you know, we have, we've got good coverage. He can get braces. I'm not worried about it. There you go. That sounds good. Yeah. Coverage is a whole new thing for me too. I, I started my new job over here, which is interesting too. I'm in a whole new environment working on cars. Bowen would love it. Um, he should come in and have a look at some cars at my work one day. Um, but coverage, like benefits, that's not something we really deal with at home. We have kind of either public health coverage or private health coverage. Not a mix of both. Somewhat a mix of both, but like not from your not from your employer usually. Oh, okay. So that's the difference, I suppose. I'm confused by that. One of add it to the list of things Canada confuses Monty with. I listened to a dad pants, a recent episode where they talked about your new job in a, you know, changing tires. Perhaps I think yeah. you should share with your Australian friends and listeners what the spring and the fall tire changeover really is like here in Canada and the absolute oh chaos my God. that is. It's Getting chaos. your tire changed it is out of control. Chaos. We legit have just come out of it. Like all our bookings have slowed down over the last two days, legitimately two days. It goes from having bookings every half hour for four weeks with other people coming in, trying to get their stuff done between those things to literally tomorrow. I think we've got three or four bookings the right. whole day. What it is, is this is to explain for Australians at home with all this snow and cold weather that we were talking about. Um, the roads get relatively shit and you can't just use the same tires all year round. Well, you can, but at your own detriment. So you have a set of winter tires and a set of summer tires. Why not wear the winters all year long? It's why, what I ask people a lot, I learned they wear a lot quicker. They're softer to help deal with the the cold roads. So you can't just wear them all the time. So you've got to come and get them changed. And so what happens is usually when that first snow hits, it appears as if every Canadian has forgotten that winter's about to be here. And everyone rushes to the tire stores to get their stuff done all at once. And it creates chaos. It's been insane. Yeah, it is absolutely madness. And, you know, always the conversation is, and it has been forever, is are your second set of tires, because everyone has two sets, uh, standard practice, are they on rims or not? Because yep. if they're on rims, you yeah. can change them yourself. Often uh, Super it's easy. no problem. You know, yeah. you take the... the you know, I, I do it in my driveway for my one car has rims. My other car doesn't have a set of rims. So you have to take it in. And it used to be, you know, 75 bucks to get changed. Now it's like $150. I don't know what it is there, but it's $157.90. And that's bad. twice twice yeah. a year you have to do that. So yeah. It's 
Expensive. So I, we worked it out the other day with the cheapest rims possible. If you have a regular sized car, it's cheaper to get rims than to do it for a year and a half than to change your tires for a year and a half. Because if, if you get $80 rims to put your winters on, you've, you've saved your money within three changes right. pretty much. It's actually illegal in British Columbia to drive not on winters. So I've learned that recently. Well, it's not necessarily winters. You can drive on all seasons in in uh, British Columbia. They need to have a That's snowflake right. yes. marking to let you legally do it. All seasons tires are a bit of a farce from what I've learned. They are in theory for all seasons, but really they're not. I don't know anyone that doesn't have two sets of tires. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, smart people have two sets. That seems to be the case. Yeah, it, it's chaos. It's it's chaos. It is insane chaos. Now, all of that being said, I think we've probably told them enough about Canada for now. Do you have any questions you want to send the way of the dad? I do, absolutely. I've been saving these up. Is Bluey a cultural phenomenon there the way it is here? Because Bluey is is taking over. She is a a revelation. I absolutely love yeah. Chili and Bandit. Well, oh yeah, okay. I completely agree. Did you see Bluey was in the Macy's Day Parade the other day in America? Yeah, that's that actually, pardon the pun, blew me away. Nice. Because it's nice, an Australian nice. kids television show in the biggest American parade, you know, besides Snoopy and Garfield and Mickey Mouse. Who's next? Bluey. Bluey. Now, I read an article and we can, we, I'll send you the article. You can read it. Then we can go in depth about it in a plaid pants special. But it's about how Bandit, unfortunately, embodies some of the characteristics of bad masculinity in okay. the world. In the world? In that, in that, well, not in the world, in, in relationships and in kind of parenting, in that he is praised for doing very little. Right. Whereas Chili takes on the whole role, which is, you know, the case worldwide, but maybe something we shouldn't be promoting. But either way, that's a long, deep dive. <laughs> we can do it. I've also time. been into the Bluey conspiracy theory that Chili works in an airport, I believe, in um, some sort of. Uh, yeah, you know, border agency role. Bandit is yep. an archaeologist that they live in such a nice house because they illegally import yep. goods from around the world and she can kind of usher it through <laughs> the airport. Because if you look at their house, Dang, I like they live this. in a pretty Oh, that's a lot more fun house. than my one. Yeah, they li- live in a great house. And that's like, yeah, and that's in a decent suburb of Queensland of Brisbane. That's the quad, the quad people that we talked about at the beginning of this podcast. And yeah, yeah. And that wouldn't be a cheap suburb. That's like, yeah, probably a suburb right. of Paddington in, in Brisbane or something near there. And that's, you know, you're looking at probably between eight and 1.2 a house at least. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. Probably couldn't afford it on their wage. It d- doesn't look like they've gotten much money in inheritance from their family either. Like um, Chili's dad comes around. He looks like a bit of a bum. Like he, he's a lovely fellow. He's out there fellow, doing mushrooms he's... and ayahuasca. Yeah, exactly. Right. And the whole thing. Exactly. Wow, we could go in deep on Bluey. Uh, you got any other questions for the boys? The one gentleman, I forget his name, uh, says he wants to fill his pool in. My question is, how dare you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was here into that too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Well, yeah, I was interested by that. And then saying he'd given up caring about his lawn. And I thought, if you fill it in, won't you have more lawn right. again, though? Because you would fill it and then... Yeah, he, he had a full dad pants meltdown on the last episode, so... I'm worried about him. Has anyone talked to him offline? Oh, I don't think anyone's heard from him. Um, I I would if you're going to fill in a pool, right? If it's if it's a like below ground pool, 
I think instead of filling it in, I'd want to do something more creative with it and make like an outside basement. Sure. Skate park? Yes. Skate parks, the obvious one. Skate park's a great one. But yeah, I think you could do a lot more with it than just simply fill it. I want to hear from the Dad Pants crew on what are their burning questions about Canada. Yep. Well, um, that's a good time for us to get out of here. I really enjoyed doing plaid pants there, Dustin. I'd like to do this again. Can you and me try and make this a regular thing, especially if we get some questions back from the boys? We'll see you in two weeks. All right, mate. Have a good one.